This is a HeadGum Podcast. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Okay, Cheryl. So okay, Tig. this is uh, some small town scandal. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to give anything away. I don't want to spill beans. Well, we never do. <laughs> I mean, this whole thing, this whole podcast is uh, bean spilling today because this is yeah. all that that there is. Yeah. If you're tuning in for the first time and you're like, I want a review. I don't want any bean spilling. I, go somewhere okay. else. This you're knocking is not, on the wrong you're door. You're knocking on the wrong door. Okay. No, but we are. What do we talk about? We talk about. I don't know, Cheryl. Well, I don't want to give anything away. Okay. Well, let's just get into it then. Okay, let's get right into it. Ladies and jerks, welcome to Fruitcake Fraud. It all started when Tig and Cheryl met in the mid-2000s. Hey, nice to meet you, Tig. I'm Cheryl Hines. Hi, Cheryl. I'm Tig Notaro. Should we do a podcast about documentaries? Yes. A podcast about documentaries? Is this microphone on? Five furious frogs fiddling faintly. Furious frogs fiddling faintly. Five furious frogs fiddling. I am the first ever podcast, and Tick and Cheryl are following in the sound of my footsteps. Let's get started. I'm so ready. Tig and Cheryl. True story. Happy holidays, Tig. Oh, no, no, please. Oh, no, no, you're too close to the microphone for that, for one thing. Hi. Hi. We have a real uh, holiday theme show today i know and i'm sure we'll still screw it up oh of course we'll probably end up talking about poop or something i really i I hope we can make it through one episode without talking about Uh, speaking of poop okay my friend came in town yesterday and um she brought max and finn something that changed their lives what was it whoopee cushions and fake poop So last night was full of, uh, look, uh, the the cat's going up the Christmas tree. Um, And then we would act like we thought that was really happening. We'd get up. We'd stand up to look. Stand all the way up to look. And then um, what do you know? We sat back down. There was a whoopee cushion. (laughs) Or anytime you weren't looking, there was fake poop 
It was it was fake cat poop, so it's really tiny. Okay. Yeah. So it's pleasant. It's pleasant. But this went on all night. All yeah. night, and there's no end to it. No. In fact, our friend is coming back over tonight. And you're like, please take it with you when you go. Well, no. Finn said this morning, I'm gonna come home and rest for a few minutes because I want to have enough energy for the party tonight. <laughs> and um, so I think, and it, when we say party, it's just our friend is coming over. One person coming with over. With fake poop. That's all you need for a party. Yeah. So. But you know what this reminds me of? You know, I mean, I've told you several times that I I worked at Universal Studios in Braggadocious Orlando. alert! <laughs> Braggadocious alert! And when I was doing this show, this Alfred Hitchcock show mm. in this soundstage, and at one point... I think it was an audience member, like one of the volunteers that we have on stage sits down on a chair mm-hmm. before the lights come back up. There was a big twist and a mystery. Mm. And one of the guys in our show <laughs> put a whoopee cushion on the chair. So when the person sat down, it was like, <laughs> and then we were like, oh. <laughs> was and that whoopee the- cushion out of out of air? <laughs> Because well, ours did not you... sound like that last night. <laughs> ours did not sound like. <laughs> it's a big. It's a big sound. Yeah, but um, it didn't go over well. Let's just say that. And I think the guy ended up getting fired. So, so the phrase around the trailer for a while was "Whoopee, I'm fired." <laughs> I mean, it's just a life lesson out there for any listeners. Mm-hmm. They don't belong in the workplace. Right. Because nobody wants to hear, whoopee, I'm fired. Right. Tig, are you ready to get right into this? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or you want to just do this for a little while longer? Well, I mean, I I think you should fill people in on how you're doing and what you're doing. Oh. It's very important to our listeners what's going on. I am in uh, the great state of Florida. I Braggadocious in- <laughs> alert! I'm hunkered down in a uh, Holiday Inn Express, just having the the time of my life. Did I tell you about the time Stephanie and I went to Mississippi to see my family and we were staying at a Ramada Inn because that was the only hotel nearby? And when we were pulling up, she said, did you get us a suite? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, a suite? (laughs) She said that seriously. Do we have a suite? <laughs> I was like, wait till we pull into the driveway, into the parking lot, and you tell me if, if we got a suite. And by the way, will you get a baggie and get some ice <laughs> as we pass the dispenser? Oh, uh, my gosh. But you know what? It's quite lovely. It is quite lovely. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy to be here, and I'm seeing my family, and I'm, you know, spending a lot of time with uh, Cracklin' Rosie and... Oh, yes. What? Dr. Becky Hines and I watched this documentary mm, together okay. last night. Why didn't Cracklin, Rosie? We didn't invite her. <laughs> <laughs> what was cra- so, what was old Cracky doing? Well, we don't know, but after dinner, we had to sort of make a clean break uh-huh. because if, you know, it's sort of like a, once you go into their place, you really get sucked in mm. and then there's a lot of talk about family the- time. That's what it's not, you well, get I mean, sucked in. We've had a, a lot of family time, but there's a lot of dog talk and medical talk, and sometimes you just need a little uh-huh. 
a little bit of a break. Well, lucky you, you're healthy and strong and, and you don't have to talk about medical stuff. What, you don't want to come over to my house and hear about my surgeries (laughs) and my cats? I'll be right over. Tig. Yes. Okay. We'll get into it. We have a lot to get into. We have a lot to get into. So today we are talking about the documentary Fruitcake Fraud. Yeah. It's a 2021 TV documentary directed by Celia Aniskovich. I hope so. Uh, through, (laughs) Through interviews with those involved, the documentary tells the story of a massive financial fraud that took place at a local bakery in Corsicana. 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 Yeah. Did I say right? Texas. Fruit cake fraud is available to watch on Discovery Plus. I was a little con were you sort of confused at the format? The format. Well, when you watched it, was it one Oh yeah, it must have been a, a series, right? Or or I guess so. I thought it was gonna be a series, but it just played played through. With weird almost breaks. Right. So every time it would sort of Go to black, Becky and I, Dr. Becky Hines, would be like, okay, oh, and we're back, we're back. Yeah. There's no, okay, we're still going. I have to say, when you suggested this documentary, I was like, oh, boy. Yeah, boy. Um, Yeah, boy. And then I was surprised how much I was into it. It's an interesting story. Mm -hmm. Did it make you want to try the fruitcake? Well, I would imagine there's eggs in there. I can't imagine that Corsicana, Mm. Texas is churning out the vegan (laughs) fruitcakes. Well, especially since they've been around. This particular bakery, the Collins Street Bakery, has been around (laughs) for a long time. I would give you a, a date, but I... There's no way to know. Cheryl, there's really no oh, way ni- to know. Oh, 1956, maybe? Wait, can you take no, a picture no. of me? Remember how when we got on, you told me I look good today? Yeah. I feel like I'm seeing what you're seeing. You're liking what you see yeah. right now. Yeah, can you take a picture? <laughs> what am I going <laughs> to do? Yeah, like just, with my phone? Yeah, just take a picture. I feel, okay. I'm like, oh, yeah, right. I do look good today. We'll post this on our story. Okay. Okay. And then our, all of the snark, snark bowls can... Not snark bowls. Snark bowl. Snark bowls. And by the way, I like that now it's being used as a verb. It's taken off. It is really taken off. Yeah. It is really taken off. You bet your ass it's taken off. You bet your sweet ass it is. Oh, you bet your sweet ass it is taking off. Okay, Tick. Yes, Cheryl. In Corsicana, Texas, Uh it's known as one of the nicest towns you'll ever meet. (laughs) And in Corsicana, what Dom Perignon is to champagne, Collins Street Bakery is to fruitcake. It doesn't look like it's that high end. The fruitcake? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think how high end can fruitcake look? It's like nuts and fruit. I imagine there's fruit in there. Is that what the (laughs) fruit is? It's just like maraschino cherry. Those weird cherries. Yeah. And green ones too, which I've never seen. Have you ever seen a green cherry? Is that supposed to be a cherry? No, certainly not out in the wild. But honestly, at the beginning of the documentary, Dr. Becky Hines and I were looking at each other like, well, I guess we need to try this fruitcake because they did make it look good. And Okay. Did you order one? No, we didn't go that far. And do you, when you're hanging out with Dr. Becky Hines, do you call her that now? <laughs> she insists that I call her by Dr. Becky Hines. Has she had any run-ins with anybody out in the world that's said, wait, are you the Dr. Becky Hines yet? I don't know. I haven't asked her, but I should ask her. 
What I thought was so interesting, mm-hmm. and tell me if I'm wrong, that the president and CEO of Collins Street Bakery is named Bob McNutt. Yeah. I mean, it seems comical. It does. That his name is McNutt? Yeah. And he's a very sweet man. He is very sweet. But it is interesting that there was not anything made of that. Right. Nobody ever had to say, Yeah. you find it weird that your name is McNutt? Right. If I were making the documentary, I would have really stayed on that moment. (laughs) (laughs) You would have never gotten any further than just that his name is McNutt. It would just be the McNutt documentary. So this has been a a family-run business that's over 100 years old. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's over 100 years old. And Bob McNutt has a great reputation for being warm and friendly. And he seems completely nice enough, but the documentary made it like, I mean, honestly, he just seemed like a man to me. He seemed perfectly nice. Okay. So Jerry Grimmett started working at the bakery in 1956. And he estimates that the bakery has made 25 to $30 million in total sales. But for some reason, profits weren't matching these estimates. Also, why are there estimates? With, well, that's, with numbers, a, well, shouldn't because, you know very clearly we've made $30 million? Well, Becky and I noticed, look, I just called her Becky. We noticed as the, the story was unraveling, there was not a computer in sight. <laughs> No, we didn't see them on anybody's desk when they were interviewing them. They were literally crunching numbers <laughs> with pencils and erasers was, and was, doing those lines and then cross the line across the four yeah, to make five, I mean, like caveman yes. numbers. They were ve- they're very sweet people and they've been working there for quite some time. But there's not hard and fast numbers. <laughs> with this business because the fact that they could not pinpoint where Where the money was millions of dollars were going and they thought that they needed to cut back on ingredients (laughs) (laughs) this this woman named darlene johnson was the the company's first female executive and Uh. she She came across... And listen, not to man-hate, because I am not a man-hater. I love men. I'm a man-lover. And I am raising two little men in my house. Yes. But how odd that (laughs) men have been running this company for 100 years, and then millions of dollars are missing, and then this woman comes in, and she's like, um, dumbasses, I've circled this area with a red pen... It's not that we've been overusing flour. (laughs) Yes, so Darlene, she was the first one to say, I don't know what's going on. Uh, But But we're losing millions. Yes. So they hired this woman named Symmetric Walker, Mm -hmm. who was the first black employee Mm -hmm. at the company, which was exciting as well. So now we have these two women working. And Symmetric starts digging Mm -hmm. into the finances. Mm -hmm. Why is she the only person that's ever... Looked at the money. It's just <laughs> before. It's She's, like it's just some guys making fruitcakes yeah, day in and day yeah, out. And we and need just, to cut back on the flour on and the, the eggs and the nuts because <laughs> we're losing millions. Yeah, 
And she's like, let's get a calculator. <laughs> I know we don't have a lot of money, but... I'm just going to look into some yeah, stuff. In fact, I'll borrow someone's calculator. We have to give our listeners a break, and then we'll, we'll be right back to find out... What happened. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders, while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. And we're back. Okay. So Symmetric started investigating, like we said. Mm -hmm. And she, she said something to her boss, Sandy Jenkins, like, hey, this is a strange transaction doesn't this look strange to you? And then <laughs> apparently his white face went even whiter. First and of all, it's what? For like ten or $30,000? Yes. The it's check? a lot of money. How on earth? <laughs> I mean, who is the accountant? That's who we should have talked. That's who we should have talked to is the accountant. Sandy Jenkins was the accountant. Okay, but I'm saying, is there nobody else that we're talking? There's did Sandy not have to report to anybody? I guess Sandy could, uh, you know, use his eraser <laughs> when he's jotting down numbers and erase it and say, "Oh, maybe that went to this thing instead." I mean, it's just insane. It's insane. So Symmetric starts looking. And when she casually mentioned this to Sandy Jenkins, mm -hmm. he turned white as a ghost and was like, oh, I've got to get going. I've got a doctor's appointment. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and she was like, what is going on here? Yeah. She's so smart. Thank God for Symmetric. And then she started looking. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. She started looking and she kept finding these, like you're saying, $10,000 checks that were written. Fifteen. $30,000 and it kept going back and back in through the years and she kept digging and digging and then at some point she realized that Sandy had stolen 16.5 million dollars between 2005 and 2013. I mean <laughs> what is happening and this town is so small and he's making 50,000 a year. And then he's coming in. At one point, Symmetric says that he came in and said, can you put this watch in the safe for me? And she thought, wow, that's a pretty fancy watch. And she put it in the safe for him. And then she looked it up, and it was worth $80,000. Mm -hmm. 
She's the only one she researching the only anything. One. Everyone else is like, do to do. We got to get smaller bags of flour, you guys, or we're going to be out on the streets. Everyone else is like, no, yeah, that's Sandy. He drives a lot of really fancy cars. And takes private jets to Paris for lunch. (laughs) And it's not showing up on anybody's radar. And by the way, Sandy was a very nice, sweet, caring guy, apparently. But also, before he started stealing the money, yeah, who was banking those millions? You know what I mean? Who at the company should have been wearing those watches and flying on the private? Well, net? they were saying that the they did, they couldn't give the employees raises. I know, but I'm saying before that. Oh, before like 2005 and before. I guess when did The Godfather come out? Because, and I only ask because. This little fruitcake company got very famous through the years and even oh, in 1972. This has been around for a while. Mm-hmm. Even in they show in The Godfather, there's the little fruitcake in okay, the background. but it's barely on. That Nobody's going to see that and be like, <laughs> and go, I'm going to get- order. I'm going to order that. You, you don't even know it's a fruitcake or even a tin full of food. It's blurred in the background. Well, I think that with the invention of the internet, they grew and I... This is what it seemed to me, that the people that were working at the Fruitcake Collins Street Bakery, I mean, maybe they just didn't realize how much business they were doing. How? I don't know. They must know they're making boatloads of fruitcakes. I mean, it is hard to imagine. Like, it's like, God, all we do all day long is make fruitcakes from the time we wake up to the time we go to sleep, and we're still losing money. Struggling. I mean, from 2005 to 2013, $16 million? But that's what I'm saying is before 2005. Yeah. They must have still been making a lot of cash. So who was getting all that cash, and then all of a sudden... They're like, oh, we're not getting that kind of cash anymore and we got to lay people off and, you know. It just sounds to me like it was just that they were never really making more money. That they were just like, well, I guess we're just staying the same for 10 years. So they didn't know they were making millions of dollars. Well, apparently, if nobody has a computer at the place. That is so crazy. It reminds me of... When I first met Stephanie, she lived in this apartment with her friend, and her friend has had the apartment. She just moved out, just moved to New York. She's had that apartment forever, and the guy that she rented the apartment from when she first moved in, yeah, she said, oh, and do I owe you a deposit? And he said, oh, um, oh yeah, how about $100? It's a three-bedroom apartment in Hollywood, and I think it's like $1,200. That is so crazy. It's the owner doesn't have a clue what he's sitting on. No, I was telling Becky, when I, when I lived here in Orlando, before, yeah. oh, right before I moved out to L.A., I was, I was working two jobs and trying to make money and trying to save money, and I worked at this um, cowboy bar. Where I was bartending at this cowboy bar. What do you mean a cowboy bar? Ah, uh, like it was a country bar, uh-huh. and it was these two guys, brothers that just really wanted to have a 
a country bar and one of the brothers would sing every night and it was fun and if you were if you wore a tie you know they'd cut it off they'd cut your tie in half things like that you know yeah sounds fun yeah I started working there and one of the owners at one point because I had clearly been working at other bars before and he said what do you think about the way things run around here I mean what do you think about behind the bar and I said well of course people are stealing from you you don't even have a real register. <laughs> it was, if people ordered three drinks, you were supposed to add it together in your head and then like push, push like 15.75, and then the register opened. I said, that's not how other bars run. I said, just so you know, I mean, some bars, you know, they have a computer, you have to pay for it before the, the liquor even comes out of the gun. And he was like, what? really like Like he had never talked to another human being before yeah like he had never well one of the other uh bartenders she would smoke while she bartended she would like she'd take a drag of her cigarette and she's like what can i get for you and then you'd order and then she'd be like okay i'll be right back and that's that's the kind of bar i'm assuming they're still open and thriving (laughs) That's a good question. I ha- It actually was a big bar. I wonder. It was fun. Yeah. But anyway, the point is, at some point, if you if you own a business, you, gotta... you should get a computer. <laughs> so, so, at some point, Sandy was fired. Yeah. They called the police. The police started investigating. And then the police realized, holy shitballs, this is bigger than we yeah. are capable of and they call the fbi mm-hmm. and then this woman christine edson comes in and she grew up eating collins street bakery fruitcake and she wanted this case she was like i've got i want to do this and and she hadn't done that many cases but she wanted the fruitcake case uh-huh would you want this case I would just so I could tell everybody I was working on the fruitcake case. <laughs> and she shows up in her, you know, fit as a fiddle, her little FBI outfit. Yeah. She shouldn't say that. That sounds condescending. First of all, they don't even have, you know, maybe they probably do have a standard outfit. Do you think they have a standard outfit or are they just like, just wear some a nice jacket and pants? Or do you think it's like TGI Fridays where they assign you something? So you're saying like where they get their job and they're like, oh, and go to the. What should I wear? <laughs> <laughs> like when they're leaving their new boss's <laughs> office. Hey, what's the dress code here? Oh, Casual Fridays. Oh, and um, shorts are okay or no? Yeah, what? Just something fitted and nice. Yeah, um, it's always fitted, isn't it? But they don't wear jeans. They wear like slacks. Yeah. And then a jacket so they can carry their piece. Their piece? <laughs> yeah, that's what we call it on the street. Their piece. Their piece? Do you not know what I'm saying? No. Tig. I don't. A piece? You don't know what a piece means? <laughs> Way to humiliate me in front of our five listeners. Tig. You don't know what a piece means? Tig, are you kidding? What's a piece? A gun. I've never heard that. (laughs) Tig, oh my God. 
Thomas How is that the be- funniest thing you've ever heard in because your life? Because you're you act like you're in um action movies and things like that. How do you know? Not- I mean, I act like I'm in action <laughs> movies. I mean, that's what you tell I was everybody. In one action movie. Okay. Well, how do you not know that this is called a piece? And my my and and, and I'm in in uh, I was gonna say Starbucks, but I'm on Star Trek. <laughs> And hey, my you're to father, Starbucks every day. My father carried a gun, but a piece? he was never like grab grab my piece. <laughs> I've never heard that. I'm glad that your dad never said grab my piece because that sounds creepy. You've never heard that this is my piece? No. <laughs> Everybody listening, please write in. They all know this. Everyone's heard it. I promise you, every listener. Where am I going to hear this? Oh my gosh. Where would I hear it? I don't hang out with the FBI. Everywhere. He was carrying a piece. She was carrying a piece. No, you can use it (laughs) as many different ways as you'd like in a sentence, but it's not going to sound familiar to me. Oh, that's like when you don't know somebody and your mom's like, remember Bill? It's like, I don't. Bill. (laughs) You don't remember Bill? It's like, I, I don't. Bill. <laughs> Bill? You don't remember Bill? It's like, I... Oh, I remember Bill. <laughs> I like that the 50th time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, I Bill. Bill. I mean, at some point you do just say that, so she'll stop saying Bill. Oh, right, right, Bill. Right, 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 right. Okay. Yeah, 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 Bill. We'll be right back. After this. With Bill. Bill. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, so now the FBI has moved in. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of stuff popping in Corsicana, and all the um, townspeople are a flutter. Yeah, and they know that that the FBI is there, and that there's a lot of fruitcake talk, and people are they really like to gossip in this little town. Oh yeah, what else is there to do? Yeah, and they're making fruitcakes year round, right? That was also kind of surprising to me when he was like. Usually our fruitcake sales during the year, you know. Basically dead. Well, he didn't say that. He acted like there was a lot of fruitcake action. But compared to what it is in the holidays. Right. They must really, how do you keep up with that? I wonder how long those fruitcakes are good, too. That was also an issue because at some point early on, they got mad at Johnny Carson because Johnny Carson made fun of fruitcakes on his show. Yes. So they felt like he attacked the fruitcake industry. Mm-hmm. 
And they were seriously, seriously angry about Yeah. About him. I just wonder when in life would you just be having a fruitcake if it wasn't Christmas? Right. You know? If you were at somebody's house and it was the middle of June, and yeah. like, can, can I get you some fruitcake? Yeah. <laughs> You'd be like, I'd be like well, how old is the fruitcake for one thing? And yeah. nobody likes... I should say nobody likes fruitcake. Don't say that. Have you had fruitcake? I feel like I did when I was younger, and I. But why is it so that response from like fruitcake? Oh no, Mm -mm. no. But clearly, have you had fruitcake? I probably haven't because I used to be a very picky eater when I was a kid. Well, I can't. The look alone is not inviting for a child. Yeah. So I, I would put my money. On, I've never had fruitcake. Well, I hope that the Collins Street Bakery people are listening. Hey, Collins Street Bakery, hey. Hey, Collins Street Bakery, hey. <laughs> if you made a vegan fruitcake. They cake. don't. Don't even try that. They're not doing that in Texas. They're not doing that in, where are we? Corsicana. Corsicana, Texas. If you made one, you don't have to make things with eggs or dairy. Quit yelling at the people at, in Corsicana. <laughs> I'm yelling at everyone. If you're listening to the show, <laughs> I'm yelling at you too. Stop using eggs and dairy. Mm-hmm. Um, Sandy it. and his wife, Kay Jenkins, mm-hmm. you know, they were friends with, with all these people. And what I thought was interesting too is it sounded like they were friends with people and then Kay and Sandy would sort of cut people off and stop inviting them for dinner. Mm-hmm. It sounded like it was that they were the ones ending friendships instead of the other way around. Yeah. And um, so they disappeared. Mm-hmm. Sandy and Kay disappeared. And then the FBI starts moving in and starts looking, you know, going into their house. And- casing. Oh. Well, casing. Is that really the right use of the word? I don't know. No, I think when you case a joint, you go in and you look around I'm and you're like... I'm just trying to use FBI words <laughs> after you humiliated me about peace. About a peace. Yeah. Well, I think when you case the joint, you go in and you look around and you're like, oh, I'm going to come back and steal this later. They were probably casing their house for a little bit before they went in there. I don't think that's how the FBI Okay. Okay. Right. Okay, so they go in and they find like... necklaces, $80,000 watches. They had bought all of these cars, $2 million worth of cars. And nobody in this town, (laughs) this is, (laughs) nobody is noticing that she's wearing. This is the exact example of somebody that wants to be caught. Yes. There's no way you would be doing something like this. And they, and they told so many different stories of why they have money. They didn't even stick to one story. I know. And you think that in such a gossipy little town, yeah, you think that people would get together and go, oh, no, he told me his uncle died and gave it to him. So they found $3 million worth of stuff in their house. And with terrible taste. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Where are they wearing that stuff? Well, money, as they say, money doesn't buy taste. (laughs) They do say that. Yeah, they they do do say that. And then the Jenkins had charged... $11 $11 million mm-hmm. to Sandy's Black Amex. Mm-hmm. 11 By the way, if I buy like a grill for $500, is I feel like alarms go off everywhere and American Express <laughs> is calling and like, oh my God, who's buying when, that expensive thing? When, 
<laughs> well, you know, you have the choice on Amex to tell them <laughs> what amount you want to be alerted for, oh, Cheryl. Wow. But <laughs> it's so funny because Stephanie didn't know for a while that I had an alert on our Amex cards. And so she would, she would buy something and then I would take a screen grab of it uh-huh. and I would send her a picture of it and I would say, I'd say, are you enjoying your new shoes? <laughs> or, or I wouldn't even send a picture of that. I would just be like, oh, you got new shoes, I guess. And she'd be like, what? What? What do you mean? <laughs> so let's see. At some point, this is also kind of weird. While they were looking for the Jenkins, but not that hard, it seemed like. No. No, because how could they let them just leave? But they did. And then an off-duty cop in Austin, because their daughter lived in Austin, mm-hmm. finds um, a piece of jewelry in the lake. I was wishing she would be on the documentary. Oh, the daughter? Yeah. I know. I was very I curious about her. I know. Still am. If you're out there and you want to write in, we'd love to talk to you. Come on on. In fact, if you're involved with any of these documentaries, reach out. Maybe we want to talk to you. Maybe not. (laughs) (laughs) You make it sound so attractive. Anyway, so that was kind of a weird moment in the story where... All of a sudden, all of these watches, mm-hmm. the what are the fancy watches? Rolex. Yeah, all these Rolex watches are found in the lake in Austin. It's such a weird decision because they're going to rust. It doesn't make sense at all. No. But also, clearly, there's some mental health issues involved. Why I do mean, you say that? Oh. <laughs> There, there weren't great decisions being made, and no. and then they tracked the jewelry back to the Jenkins, and yeah, it's interesting when people find each other in the world. You know, this couple. I know because it I is kept true. trying to imagine telling Stephanie. Here's what I'm gonna do. Yeah, you know I, how I make stole... fifty thousand a year, <laughs> and we want to fly around in private jets. Or how about what if? I started stealing millions of dollars Mm, dollars, from the fruitcake factory. (laughs) Stephanie would be like, first of all, do they make millions of dollars? And I'd be like, "Uh, yes, they do. Yes, but I'm the only one that knows that nobody has a calculator at work. (laughs) So um, (laughs) I'm just going to start buying us. Really? Some fancy, fancy. Like diamonds. I'm getting a black Amex card. And get diamonds and private jets. And we won't hide <laughs> it. We won't hide <laughs> it. And no one will know. And no one. We will. We will flaunt everything and still no one will have a clue because no one, I, one of my 10 excuses for how we got rich. <laughs> everyone will believe. And Stephanie would be like, no, okay. Yeah. Yeah, let's oh, do that. Yeah, on board. Yeah, okay. Let's um, rob a blind. <laughs> so for whatever reason, the Jenkins did not flee the country. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't they just flee the country? Just flee. And so, but when you flee the country, don't you always end up getting caught anyway? You got to come home or not really? It's a big world. 
Mm-hmm. I feel like I could flee the country and nobody would ever find me. You've ever been to Colombia? There's lots of jungles. You get, I mean, what, but then what, what's your quality go of live life? In the jungle? <laughs> I mean, I, I would rather go to jail. <laughs> Uh, like you're like mosquitoes are getting you and alligators. Not to mention you might get hungry. Or how about a comfortable place to sleep? That's like, true. No, no, no. I'm in. I'm in the jungle. <laughs> Welcome to the jungle. Oh, oh my god. But wait, is that where you would go, Colombia? No, but I would go somewhere. I think I would go somewhere tropical, like uh, Mexico, and blend in. <laughs> I I mean, I feel like I've talked about this before on here, but no way to know. No way to know. There's no way I to feel know. like running from the law. Yeah, it would be uncomfortable. Yes, it'd be uncomfortable, but it would also be kind of a fun moment because you could... Ugh. Well, in that it's an experiment where what you could do with your hair or your facial oh. hair, or you could put on 200 pounds. I know. You really like the the weight change of it all. Well, I think yeah. that's what excites you the most about running from the law. Well, I just By think- the way, that takes a while. You can't just go from, you know- Well, how long would it take? 100 pounds to 200 pounds? That's yeah. a, That's going to take a bit. Okay. All I'm saying is- yeah. When you see on the news somebody yeah. that is hiding from the police, they yeah. always just bleach their hair blonde. <laughs> like that is the thing We're sick that of they that do. Move. Yeah. That's the only move they have. And if you put up a picture of somebody where like, we caught him and he's just 350 pounds and was mm-hmm. 150, it would be like, whoa. Wow. How did you guys find him? Yeah, but truly. But if it's just like blonde tips, you know, that's not that interesting. Or you could go in for surgery and, Mm. you know, get... A new face. Yeah, face surgery. (laughs) I would like to be with you when you go to the doctor and you're like, I just would like a different face. I'm just looking to have some face surgery done. Here's what I would do. I would yeah. put on 200 pounds. Okay. I would get Love it already. face surgery. Face surgery and then mm-hmm. fake bajongas. Oh. Yeah. And then what about like crooked teeth or something just to mix it up? Well, I would get braces. Ew. Wait, what do you mean, ew? Well. You have no problem with a, a face surgery? <laughs> I didn't have a problem with any of it. I'm just thinking you're not going to eat corn on the cob for the rest of your life because you're going to have braces on it. Eating corn on the cob is the least of my concerns. I'm running from the law here. <laughs> I'm just saying I like to chew gum too much to get braces at this point. Well, you life. don't have to. I will okay. do it. Okay. I would love to see your makeup. Nobody's going to be like, you got to keep an eye out. She weighs 350 pounds. She has braces. braces. And she's a size d- triple D. <laughs> And you're just strutting around all over the U.S. in plain sight. But, I mean, why don't people wear long wigs and a low hat? Uh, Listeners, please write in and tell us why not. I'm just confused. Why do people just bleach their hair blonde? They are under a lot of duress. I don't think they thought it through. Okay, listen. Seven weeks after Symmetric uncovered the scheme, Sandy was arrested. Arrested. You heard it He was arrested. And Kay 
Kay says she didn't know anything about it. Come on. Come on, Kay. Come on, Kay. Kay, come on. You are not fooling any. Wait, Cheryl, can I have a minute with Kay? Yeah, go ahead. Kay. Hey, Kay, hey. Hey, Kay, hey. Come on. Okay, come on. Okay. Okay. Can you imagine the FBI officer that's just like, okay. Okay. Look at me. Look at me and tell me you didn't know. Okay. You would be such a good interrogator. Okay. Okay. Oh, how about Sandy Got has a lawyer. He was so cute. Brett Stalkup. Did you think he was cute? I don't remember the guy. What? I saw this like two weeks ago. The clean cut lawyer in Texas that was like, yeah, he did some pretty bad stuff. Wait, was he older? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And he just seemed, he seemed nice. And he told Sandy to cooperate with the FBI. He was like, look, Sandy, you're going down. He's like, Sandy, come on. (laughs) Becky was like, he, I would be a little alarmed if that was my attorney. And he's like, look. You're definitely going to prison. There is Might nothing. as well go now. I can't. Thank you for hiring me. Um, make the checks out to uh, this and that there and send them nothing. here. But there is nothing. I can't do we anything. Can do. Uh-uh. We can't do anything. Just get start going to prison now. My fee and is start thirteen million. <laughs> well, how does that happen with an attorney who's just like, yeah, thanks for hiring me, but there's nothing I, I can do. It's like, look, Sandy, you should have gotten triple D's. <laughs> And put on two. Like that Sandy's going to get triple D's. And then, uh, you know, he went to jail. And then at some point, Kay, this is the Kay. thing about <laughs> Kay. Come on. Here's the thing about Kay. She kept a ledger of their jewelry. There's no way for her to know. <laughs> she was like, I bought this necklace for $35,000. That ledger was the equivalent to some to hearing an audio tape of somebody cackling. <laughs> <laughs> that is in, truly. It was I in mean, her. Where she, I mean, why would you? Because in case somebody you, stole it. She wanted a. <laughs> Who would she tell? The police. Uh, Look, I, I wrote this. Probably down. in that town, she could have in told the. She could have the biscuit factory her husband worked for. <laughs> they would have helped. They would have helped find the the thief. Well, one of the things that brought them down was besides just out and out stealing was that um, they bought a house and Kay co-signed for a mortgage. <laughs> There was no way for her to know. Saying that Sandy did indeed make $25,000 a month. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. So, I mean, Kay. 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 So, um, she was indicted. Mm -hmm. She was indicted, but she never went to jail. She only, she was only, uh. Forced to eat fruitcakes for fruit the rest cake of her life. Fruitcake for five years. Five years pr- probation. Only fruitcakes. And then they had to um, sell off their assets and sell their house. I mean, we haven't done any clips. Do you want to hear this really sweet woman, Peggy Harvey? Oh, sure. Peggy Harvey, who um, ended up buying their house. Probably every small town has a Peggy Harvey now that we talk about it. Oh, I, you're probably right. Yeah. Here's Peggy Harvey. 
When I first bought this house, people did not know me. They just knew where I lived. And, you know, people would point, and then I'd hear, she bought the house. I like to collect uh, napkin rings with cats. <laughs> I like to collect a lot of things with cats on it. <laughs> and I've lived here a little over seven years. Welcome to the foyer. Even though sometimes it seems like a waste of space, to me it's just cool to have a foyer. This is the chandelier that the Jenkins bought. A friend of mine looked it up. They paid at least 15000 for it. I found this house by accident. I knew nothing about the Jenkins. I figured it out. People told me. Oh. <laughs> She's a regular detective, that one. My question is, how many cat napkin rings can a person... Never, never too many. <laughs> I mean... I, it was very specific. I love cat napkin rings. Well, it's like, yeah. okay. Well, she's no fool. <laughs> I, she's no... I love all things cats. I know you do. You, you probably have some napkin rings with cats on them. I probably do. Um, all their assets Can I just sold. tell you? Yes. Stephanie and I sometimes will work in our bedroom on this couch that we have. Yeah. In our room. Yeah. And sometimes both of our children and all three of our cats sit on that couch at one time. <laughs> Her dad lives here, so sometimes he's in his room. But if he didn't live here, every living being in our house Would is be on, on that one couch. couch. Yes, the whole crew. And we just laugh at out of How our whole house. You are. <laughs> this is where you everybody, all have to be we on that all little... are sitting on this couch. <laughs> they do an estate sale. Mm -hmm. They sell everything. And there was a lot to do about the mattress that they had. It was worth $39,000 and it was made out of horse hair. <laughs> I've heard of mattresses that are over $100,000. I don't understand it. Because how long are you going to keep a mattress? I mean, you're not, you're not supposed to keep them forever, are you? Plus, horse hair. What gets involved in horse hair? You're telling me at the Holiday Inn Express they don't have a horse hair mattress for you? I don't know what this mattress is made of, but it's very I do. Bed bugs, likely. <laughs> How dare you? It is a lovely, lovely stay. In 2014, Sandy pleads guilty to mail fraud, uh. conspiracy, and lying on a loan application. Kay pled guilty in 2015. Many employees of the bakery attended the sentencing, and Bob gave testimony about the impact Sandy had. They ended up giving $5 million back to the bakery after they sold things off. Mm -hmm. But it was very, I mean, it gets really sad at the, yeah, yeah, at the it does. end. When they're interviewing these town folk mm -hmm. and they wanted to go watch this trial, they're sweet because when they talk about seeing Sandy, they thought they were going to be sort of happy to see him mm -hmm. in shackles, and they weren't, and they felt it just reminded them that he's the person and they liked him and when it was very sweet very complicated feelings a lot of complicated feelings and then and then this is really sad but um he w he was sentenced to prison for 10 years and he, and he sent a letter to bob um apologizing and expressing remorse and then 
Sandy died by suicide. Mm-hmm. Apparently in prison before he got out, and he didn't have that much time left um, before he got out. So it's just, ugh, it's, it's heartbreaking. I wonder how his wife felt, because she left him. She divorced him, right. You know, did she do that because she really wanted to divorce him? Or she was trying to save save herself? And knowing that he died, how did she feel? I, I just, I don't know. It's a lot. But also, you know, there's something, Dr. Becky Hines and I were talking about, there's something about a person... But like you're saying, that both of them, Sandy and Kay, could, were, were able to live these double lives, mm-hmm. you know? Because it takes a very specific person to work with people and have relationships with people. And at the same time, you're completely screwing them over doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And you can keep those emotions and feelings separate. Yeah. Most people can't do that. Thank goodness, right? Yeah. Anyway, that's basically the story of fruitcake fraud. And then Bob thinks that there's still money or treasure hidden somewhere. I mean, even in the lake, they found like a bar of gold. <laughs> How do you end up with a bar of gold? I don't know. but why, And also, why would you throw it in a lake? And how much is a bar of gold worth? A lot. Said, no way to know. <laughs> there's no way to know. <laughs> Tig, there's no way to know. You're right. There is no way to know. Although, if I had treasure mm-hmm. like instead of the watches i think i would buy bars of gold but i don't even know where you buy them yes hi two bars of gold please <laughs> and then bury them right and then right out would? a treasure map well it's i would love throwing... to be a fly on the wall with you <laughs> buying two bars of gold burying to... them and trying... then drawing a treasure map <laughs> all in florida please no in columbia in the jungles of Columbia. Yeah. Take a right at the big tree. Walk five paces. What if you and I were in trouble for something together and mm-hmm. you you were like, we have to go to Columbia. And I'm like, okay, but before we go, I need to stop and get a lot of Twinkies because I am about to quadruple in size. We're not going to be great at running from the law. I can tell you this already. No. That that your idea is to gain a lot of weight as quickly as possible. Mm -hmm. And mine is to go into the jungles. I don't know how long we'll last in the jungle in Colombia. But I do think it would be hard to find us. Or we get separated. Oh, but we have a plan. To we get have back a plan, together. and and you're in the jungle in Colombia, and then mm-hmm. I show up. I'm running late. <laughs> And I show up four times my size. And I and don't, like, re- yeah. don't recognize you. I'm like, Cheryl, it's me. And There's my no hair way to blonde. prove it. I've dyed my hair blonde. And you've burned off your um your fingertips, your fingerprints. And yeah. I have triple D boobs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, it's me. I think we can get away with a lot of stuff. If you burned off your fingerprints... Don't you just immediately go to jail? Because it's like you must have done something. Listeners, if there's anybody out there that's listening that have burned off your fingerprints, please let us know why. Oh, 1-800. <laughs> I mean, it would be suspicious if you got arrested and they were like, 
what happened to your fingerprints? Oh, nothing. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Don't Mind your own beeswax. Don't worry about it, officer. Tig, are you ready for happily ever after thoughts? Oh, yeah. Okay. It's time for Happily Ever After Thoughts, where we give our final thoughts on this week's documentary. Did you cry? No. No. (gasps) I think we were attracted to the same person. Do you know who you were attracted to? Was it the FBI lady? FBI agent. (laughs) Christine. FBI agent. (laughs) Hands off, she's mine. I mean, Dr. Becky Hines and I were watching and we're like, whoa, this is going to be slim pickings on who. And then Christine appeared and we were like, okay. Uh Uh-oh, there's going to be a cat fight over this one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, that's that's it for Fruitcake Fraud. We're going to take a little break for the holidays next week. And then we will be back in the new year with The Rescue, a documentary about the Thai cave rescue, which you can watch on Disney+. Plus. But before we go, would you like to hear some true fan mail? Mm-hmm. Camille K. writes, Hey, Camille K. Hey, hey. Camille K. Hey. Hello. I love this podcast and you both. The day after listening to the episode where you brought up Sarah Silverman's bit on designating a pee corner the moment she gets stuck in an elevator i got stuck in an elevator with the owner of the company i work with i've only worked here about two months and i have limited interaction with her but i was helping her bring some items to a conference room (laughs) something got stuck in the door at the alarm went off and there we were stuck in an elevator my first thought was well she is a very sweet older woman i do not want to make out with her if there <laughs> if there are my last if these are my last moments but also should i make the power move of designating a pee corner <laughs> no it's poop oh it's camille it's poop yeah it all worked out and we were only stuck about five minutes, but just thought you should know your podcast is now on my mind every time I'm in an elevator. I like that we really taught Camille a few things about what to do if you're stuck in an elevator. <laughs> I remember I was dating this this woman in D.C. years ago, and at her building, I remember it was the very beginning of seeing her, and we were in the elevator in her building, and it got stuck. And that was the first and only time that's happened to me in my life. Yeah. And I thought it would be no big deal. Who cares? Right. Holy Lord. Only no big deal. Who cares for the first 10 seconds? And then I was like, oh, my God, get me out of here. <laughs> I don't even know if I expressed that to her. But I was in a serious panic climbing the wall. I was Why? just like. Because it, is it the idea that you don't know for how long you're going to be yes, stuck? Yes. And then you start thinking, oh, Oh, God. boy. Yeah. Oh, boy. Like, how long can you be in an elevator? So I ended up just making out with her. <laughs> Did you really? No. Oh. See? I mean, you know, yes, at another point. Yes, but, but not at that point where you're like, eh, this might be it. Yeah. Let's get to it. And and I think it was that awkwardness of just getting to know somebody where I couldn't, I didn't feel oh, comfortable saying. Oh, you couldn't saying, be yourself. Oh, my God. I'm <laughs> terrified. Oh, my God. You know, 
Whereas it would be a funny sight if Stephanie and I were stuck in an elephant. But who knows? Maybe the girl in D.C. would say, no, you lost your mind and I remember it. Oh, that would be funny. Yeah. Well, if you're listening, hey, girl in D.C., hey. <laughs> hey, hey us, girl in D.C. Let us know I what happened. I have met her years ago, but whatever. Oh. Is her name Prafa? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Tick, we're going to bring the fruitcake to an end. We hope you all have a great time with your loved ones. Yeah. We really do hope that you have a really great time with your fruitcakes. With all your fruitcakes. And I am, in fact, on tour in 2022. And there are cities such as Ithaca, New York, Amherst, Massachusetts, Fort Lauderdale, Fort Myers, Orlando. Orlando. There's some other place in Florida. I am going to try to meet you out there. That would be incredible. I'm going to meet you out on the road. New Orleans. Ooh, that's fun. San Antonio. Oh, hey, Texas. Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Milwaukee. Madison. Charleston. Dallas. Oh, Fort Myers. Thank you, Thomas. Fort Myers. Mm. Dallas. D.C. We just were talking about D.C. Philadelphia. Portland, Oregon. Kalamazoo. Chicago. New York City. Do you end in New York City? Well, I mean, I'm also going to Honolulu. <gasps> what? I want to see you in Honolulu. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, come to Florida and Honolulu. I will. I um, like a which, tropical... Which city in Florida? You know what? Let's keep it a mystery. And that way yeah, people we'll will have to buy tickets to all four Florida cities. Yes. And then one lucky city if not all four, will get to see Cheryl Hines. What are you going to do? I'm going to answer questions. Okay, but it would also be fun if you went out and did some sort of storytelling. I'll tell a story or two. And also Star Trek Discovery is on Mm. now. Yes, also uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Should we do it again? Let's do it again. Tig and Cheryl True Story is hosted by me, Cheryl Hines, and Tig Notaro. It's produced by Gabby Kopisich and Thomas Willett. Audio engineered and edited by Thomas Willett with music by David Susson. Special thanks to Patrick McDonald and Stephanie Allen. Follow us on social media for updates and review and rate True Story on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate it. You can email us at Tig and Cheryl True Story at gmail.com. That was a HeadGum Podcast.